Hello podcasters, back on for another episode today. I've actually got a guest on today, so you don't have to just listen to me rambling on on my own. Again, I've got a guest in, Stephen Tuff. He and I have been talking about doing an episode like this for a while, so it really is just a little bit of banter between he and I going over, I guess, some goings on in the moto world, motocross, off-road, etc. So I hope you get a bit of a chuckle out of it. Hope you enjoy it. I have got some other guests lined up to come in on the podcast in the coming weeks. So look forward to them and I will see you on the next episode. Welcome back onto the podcast. None other than Stephen Tuff for the first episode of Tough Talk. Benny, mate, how good is this? I've, I've been frothing for a bit of this. It's about time we got it happening. <laughs> it is, mate. It's good to have you back on. How have you been? Yeah, really good, mate. Bit, a bit of a rough winter. Um, yeah, I had, uh, I don't know, just never ending sort of the, I didn't get the flu this year, but my wife and son did and it really just rolled them. And um, But then we all sort of had coughs and then little injuries and just didn't quite get on top of things. It's only just starting to get back into the swing of things now. It was a bit of a grind winter, but I, I did manage to do a bit of riding, so it wasn't all bad. Yeah, nice. I see you've been getting out with the little fella on the Pee Wee a bit. Yeah, mate. He it's his thing. It's it's such a weird thing being a moto dad, hey. Like I I resisted it for a long time. He was just naturally attracted to bikes. I never pushed him into it. And he just froths for it. Like any chance he gets, that's what he wants to do. And it's I don't know, man. It's my fault. It's in his blood. But um yeah, I'm 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 relaxing with it a bit more now. Although he gets a little bit of whiskey because he's he said, yeah, kids are kids. They just do kid things and you, buddy, your heart's in your mouth half the time, but he loves it, mate. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, they, they do seem to bounce, the little guys. How did you go, though? Like, you, you know, you've been there, you've done it all, and you, you, you know it's coming, but how do you deal with your wife dealing with that? uh she basically doesn't come man like she yeah, doesn't right. <laughs> we yeah. just go right in on our own um we've only darcy's only actually done one proper race which was the glenmore race this year yeah right bond was there for that yeah and he actually coped with that pretty good um but as a rule we just go right in on our own but that is the like bond is like i guess i'm a little bit blase with it i'm i no, you'll be right. Like, yep. at the end of the day, but Bond does. She definitely stresses about that for sure. But yeah, um, I'm the same, and I'm I'm just not pushing him into it. I just he um he loves it, but I'm also I don't want to be that moto dad that push, yeah. Push. Like, I'm I'm super excited for him to start racing and that, but as long as he wants to start racing and and yeah. wants to do it, like. I don't want to force him to actually do it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's um, it's also a really great thing to um, make make him behave. I've found I use it as a bribing tool all the time. Like, you got to do all your chores. you got to do this and help me do that. Yeah, 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 Dad, no worries. Like, it, it just means that much to him. So it's, a, it's definitely something healthy for him to do. So anyway, enough of that. Mate, let's rip into this. Sounds good. We're going to do hits and misses. So 
We're just going to talk a bit of trash about the goings on today. It's going to be moto stuff, moto related. Yeah. So we'll start off with some big hits. Mate, well, the biggest hit undoubtedly is what the Lawrence boys have done over in the States. And Jet, mate, I this has really pissed me off. And I was labelled by my friends as un-Australian because I didn't jump up and down and paint myself in green and gold for the Matildas. They finished fourth. The <laughs> Prime Minister was going to give us a day off. What a <laughs> moron. And uh, then you got Jet in his rookie season in the Premier class. Not only does he win the championship before the championship is over, he goes undefeated. He could buy the Matildas. <laughs> he could. With his prize money, let alone what his contract was worth, let's get real people. These boys are Aussie heroes, and that's all I've got to say about that. <laughs> it's true, mate. It is pretty amazing what they've done. Mate. And and like you say, complete lack of, of coverage by the Australian media. Yeah, well, I, I actually, in a moment of frustration, jumped on Instagram and tagged in the Prime Minister, the, the leader of the opposition, the Premier of, of Queensland, and pretty much every sports reporter I could think of. And Lucas Myrtle actually got back to me, which was really, really yeah, he did. He was the only one, of course, um, <laughs> but what he got back that? to me. So for guys that don't know, that's he's the manager of Jet and Hunter Lawrence, um, who he's also earned himself a bit of a legend status now. Yeah. He got back to me and he said it's happening. And there, there has been one interview that I'm aware of on the today program on channel nine. But I do believe from what Lucas has hinted at, there's something big coming, which is great because these boys do deserve mainstream media and good luck to them. The, the funniest thing, and I know it's not about this, but the, the, the question keeps coming to me is how much money did they make this year? And you can't help but wonder because remember that year when Chad Reed was on Australian uh, highest earnings uh, athletes list? And I'm pretty sure he came in at 20 mil that year. Yeah. Um, what was that? Two thousand and what six? Yeah, maybe about. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're a fair way down the track now, so I don't know. Inflation played its part. Throw a dart, everyone, but it's got to be north of thirty. Maybe it's forty. Who knows? I mean, those kids are driving some pretty sick cars over there. <laughs> good luck to them. They've earned every cent. Oh, they have, man. Yeah, I, it's a good question, actually. Like, I think a lot of people, a lot of reports say that. Like the dollars have gone backwards for a lot of those guys, but um, you, I don't know. You would have to think at, at their level with what they've achieved. Just even the bonuses from like going winning every single race, like the bonuses yeah. alone, would be pretty huge. Yeah, and would you have the foresight to put in your contract? If I go undefeated, I get <laughs> an, an extra lick. Like <laughs> I don't know, someone like Myrtle's probably smart enough to do that, but I wouldn't have even thought of that because to me it's unfathomable. Like, and, and that's what makes his win so much more special. Like, yeah, those guys are rad. And the trash talk, I don't know if you've had if you delved into any of it about Jet. They said, oh, he, he, he hasn't had any competition. That's why he won. That's, that's right, dickhead. He hasn't. They weren't good enough. Yeah. You, can, you can only beat the people that show up. Yeah. Oh, he... He was a cut above him in motocross for sure. I'm I'm interested to see how it goes in Supercross. I think it's like I'm not saying that he's going to get beat by any means, but I think it'll be a lot closer because, like, obviously, like you make one little mistake in Supercross and like that can be your race done. So 
I reckon we'll see some closer race and maybe not this weekend, um, but like next season when they're all sort of back, back yeah. up to hundred percent, it's going to be cool. I think it'll be some good racing. Yeah, mate, I'm I'm looking forward to it. And you know, traditionally, I'm a more of a moto fan than a supercross fan. But uh, yeah. round one of the AMAs, I always get pretty amped up and yeah. uh, can't wait for the gate to drop. So yeah, I'm the same, mate. It'll be it'll be cool to see what happens. And um and Hunter, like I, I don't want to you know go past his achievements. He he did it a bit harder. He had, he was nursing injuries, and more than we know, um, and he had a bike failure as well and he, he still yeah. come through with the chocolate so bloody hard fought championship for him mate yeah 100 percent, definitely it's and probably like the the 250 class was probably more competitive this year than the 450 class yeah it's red hot and those guys man they are going for broke like it's gnarly i just i would love to get back over there to watch another outdoor round because it's man it's so cool everything is just amplified and yeah it's awesome yeah and you see yesterday they announced the Designations team. So the Lawrence boys and Ferris, that's a pretty, it's, it's a pretty good Bloody pre- exciting. Pretty good and team. yeah. Oh, isn't it what? This, this conversation was kicking around the pits probably about a month ago that, that I was getting. And they're like, oh, who's it got to be? And the obvious two, first two choices was Jet and Hunter. But who was going to fill that third seat? Yeah. And well, now we know Dean Ferris has got it. And you know what? He deserves it. Um, oh, I would say he's got to be the pick for sure. Yep, he's tough. He's seasoned. He knows what he's doing. And you know what? Like, I know he's won four championships. He's retired twice, but he's still not old. Look what he did this yeah. year. I'm I'm wrapped yeah. for the guy. And, we're, look, on the news this morning, everyone's crapping on about the Rugby World Cup and how we're going to go. How are we going to go in France at the Motocross <laughs> of Nations? Far out. Oh, mate, this is pretty epic. We are at the top, top elite level. And we stand every chance of taking home that trophy for the first time. Hundred percent, it's got to be our best chance yet. You would think. Yeah, I, just on Ferris, um, mate. You got to, you got to, you got to cover some Pro MX news here. Well, yeah, I was going to say he's another another big hit for two thousand twenty three. Massive hit, and on paper, people might might want to argue this, but. He won the Pro MX Championship, the 450 class as a privateer. Yeah, 100%. He put this team together. Yeah, he had the backing of Yamaha, but essentially he did it as a privateer. So (laughs) fair play to him. It's awesome to retire, come back, and then wipe the floor with everyone with the backing of a factory team. Um, Ferris is a a savvy operator, so no doubt he, he... would have cleaned out Yamaha's uh, bonus structure, I'm sure of it. And good on him. What a legend. Oh, totally, man. I, I take my hat off to him for sure. Um, I reckon it's got to be the blue bike, man. <laughs> <laughs> you would say that. <laughs> no doubt the blue bikes are good, but a big miss for this year and, and out of character is the CDR Monster Energy Yamaha team not taking home the title. I mean, those guys have got an incredible success um, win-loss ratio as far as championships go in Australia. <clears throat> and for them to be beaten by a former team member who is essentially yeah. doing it on his own, that, that would have hurt. Craig, Craig Dack is probably the most competitive person on <laughs> and off the track. 
And yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, that that one would have stung for those guys. I mean, the two top top caliber riders, the best, arguably the best team in the paddock, and then Ferris comes through and wipes them. Um, yeah. But like Tanny put up a fairly good battle. Like I think he, did, he right? Ferris also D, DNF'd that round at Wodonga, didn't he? One of the races. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did, yeah. And so did Tandy. So that was probably an yep. even split in terms of DNFs. Um, yeah. And, like, Ferris just straight up beat him, really. But he, he wasn't – I wouldn't say he was disgraced by any means. Like, he won a couple of motos. Oh, for sure. No, far from – I'm definitely not not having a dig. I'm just saying for a team that, that has such high standards and such oh, a no. – winning ways um you would kind of expect that if they were going to be beaten it would have it would have been by well jed beaten i guess he was the, he yeah. was the one everyone was looking at and he's yeah. probably another noticeable um what we'd call as a miss for this year because you know coming mm. from world motocross grand prix racing to australia and uh yeah he couldn't get the job done for whatever reason yeah, hundred percent, man. But like, I don't like. You would think racing MXGP, but you think like just you think the level there is a lot better than what we would have here. Um, so just just that alone, you think he would come back and it'd be a pretty easy sort of win for him over here. But just didn't. Yeah, well, it. yeah, yeah. It's probably easy to assume that. But that said, like the top. What, are you, what would you say? Like the top five, I, I guess, of, of our guys here, they're pretty bloody good, man. Like, oh, well, that, that's what I mean. That's what it, it sort of proves that, doesn't it? That our, it like, absolutely, it does, yep. Like Pete, that's what I mean. Like people would think that our guys or our level of racing isn't as good as MXGP or as good as AMA. But when you see that, like he come back, you would think he should dominate, but he didn't. Like he yeah. he he got towed up like straight up. So it yep. just shows that our, our level here in Australia is like pretty fucking good. My word it is. Speaking of good, how good was the performance at the final round by Kyle Webster in the sand? I mean, we, we all know he's a sand specialist. But, yeah. mate, they didn't even give him hardly any TV time. The, the camera was <laughs> back on bloody second, third, and fourth. He was that far in front. I don't think they even knew that he was the winner. That was a clinic in how to race sand. And that guy, what he had a DNF at Albury as well, and then he binned it at Appen, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, one of those rounds, yeah. If that guy can keep it on two wheels and keep his bike running, look out. Um, and yeah, well, even I even heard him say, you know, if he can touch up his his hard pack um, riding, yeah, man, that dude is fast, and he that cool. He he made it look easy. He really did. Oh, for sure, man. I feel like if like those more sort of junior tracks like Maitland and those when they're tight, like tight hard pack tracks, are not going to suit like him. Whereas yep. if you get more, if we can get more of the like the bigger like Gum Valley that they had last year, those type of tracks where they're faster, um, yeah, like a proper motocross track, I feel like he's going to be faster than a tight hard pack track. 
and I don't know how the calendar's going to work, but get that dude to Southwick. Yeah, we need to. Get him sure. there. Yeah. Get him there because, mate, he is going to hold his own. 100% Southwick and we need to get him at Hannah. Yeah, oh, mate, could you imagine? You know what? He did ride the Golden Beach six-hour this year. Yeah, I saw that and, with Gus. And won it. Yeah. I mean, we know it's sandy and it gets rough down there, but, yeah, apparently they won it by about two or three days. It was <laughs> insane. There was a pretty hot list down there. Um, club, for what's essentially a big club day, that 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 was red hot. 100%, man, for sure. Well, you, yeah, you think, like, they're obviously, any of those dudes that race Pro MX, I don't think would be at Hatter. It's more the mental side, I think, is the difference for them. How to charge hard for this, but then they'd have the fitness to go for four hours. But as you know, it's a it's all going for four hours and being able to maintain a decent pace for four hours. Yeah, and not only the fry your clutch or or yeah. you know um, ask too much of your bike too soon. It's a bloody big ask, not only on the rider, but you got to get your bike there. Yeah, yeah. I'm the Honda man. <laughs> oh, man. All right. It's a shot when you can get it. Oh. What's a, I've got two Hondas in my cup, pal. You've ridden one of them. <laughs> Pretend like you didn't like it. I love it. You know what would be cool? We should ride that thing at Hatter. Oh, when you say we, you mean you. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be epic. That would be epic. What would be epic? I'd love to see Kyle on it. We're, we're talking about my um, Honda CR500 for those that haven't worked it out yet. It's um, it's, pre- it's a pretty cool bike. Everyone loves a two-stroke, but those things are the they're they're the king of the road when it comes to riding in the dirt. And um, yeah, they're still pretty cool fun. Oh, totally, man! It'd be really good fun around that track, mate. Enough of that. Let's get to the good stuff. What's next Straight on the list? Well, I want to head off road because that's where we belong. Hundred percent. Us grubby off road riders. It's where the tough dudes hang out. So Australian <laughs> Off Road Championship. Um, that's the, the the premier series or championship for racing off road in Australia at the moment. It's going through a bit of a rough spot so we're almost mid-september now <clears throat> and we've only had three weekends of racing of that championship um one had to be postponed and it ultimately cancelled <clears throat> and although that the, there hasn't been that much action for racing wise um the series has actually been really interesting to watch because the defending champion corin bacon after the first round, he was injured. Yeah. Which left the door open for his teammate, the shop Yamaha rider, uh, Josh Green. Now, Green, he's been around forever. He's a hard man of the sport. He's consistent. He's always there, but he's never managed to take home the chocolates because he's never seemed to just have that extra bit that it takes to win the championship. As it stands, Green We're is in the hot seat. Talking about the outright here. The, the outright here, yeah, yep. Sure, there's three There's three main classes. Yeah. We know that, different capacities, but everyone likes to talk about the outright because the outright winner is the best of the best. 100%, yeah. 
as it stands this year, it's Greeny's championship to lose. It is right now after Johnsy had a DNF last weekend. That's, that's yeah, a big dint in his. So this, this this championship's evolved in a funny way. So Greeny actually came came out winning, swinging at the first round and won it outright. Then yeah. the next day his teammate won it. Then the next one, Greeny won it. And in those first three rounds, uh, Sherco, the Motul Pirelli Sherco rider, Jonty Rinders, he was nowhere. He was. He struggled, he was, he struggled in the sand at Mandurin. Yeah, he did. And and then he got towed up at the opening race at QMP. There was a major dust issue there, and it, it wasn't a cross country; they were sprints. So then the second day. Um, the organisers tried to work around that and they gave the riders more space so they didn't have to race in dust. And Jonty just came out of nowhere like he'd been hiding in the bushes for the first three rounds and come out and won outright. And everyone sort of sat up and went, hello, what's going on here? Yeah. Um, then Greeny managed to injure himself. He, he had a big buster. And then so luckily for him in that sort of mid mid-section of the year, there was no racing, which was fortunate yeah. for him because he had the opportunity to try and get healthy. The next round comes out, Andy Wilkes, uh, is it Motorex KTM? I think they're still called that. Or the, 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 he's, he's the main KTM off-road racer for in Australia. Yeah. He, he comes yeah. out and takes the outright win. So then all of a sudden, hello, what's going on? He's taken precious championship points. And then Greeny came out. And won the next day. And the round that Andy won, Jonty had a mechanical failure. Yes. So he's out of the picture, right? Yeah. Bacon's out of the picture. Greeny is in the hot seat right now. Um, yeah. And little did we know, he, he injured himself again. I think it was a hand or a thumb injury. So, oh, mate, it, it's his. He can almost smell it. Well, you would think so. He's got like a all he's got to do, like he's just got to ride it in, really. If he go, yeah. if he can, if he gets third place at the last four rounds, he'll he'll tail it up. Yeah. So, um, be interesting to watch because Bacon's back. Uh, Jonty will be trying to salvage whatever he can because, it, yeah, I mean the kid's riding well. He 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 won the four day. Uh, yeah. By the narrowest of margins, but he made it happen, and he's announced that he is now a real contender on his day. And if if he can bring in a bit more consistency to his game, he, you know he, he he'll be that guy at every round that everyone's going to try have to beat. Yeah, I would say so for sure. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. You would think Jaunty will come out swinging um, at the he last. Has to. That, that's all that's he can nice. do and just hope but pray to God that that Greeny has a mechanical. Yeah. Mate. Like, anything just, can happen. Anything can happen. And, and racing is crazy and sometimes it is a cruel sport. Um, there's a saying that you never see an unlucky winner. But, hey, I, you know, this is what's kept this championship exciting this year because otherwise, as, as a series, it's pretty bloody dull. There's yeah. not... It's 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 losing its zing. It really needs a big injection of enthusiasm from the top down. It, it, MA needs to jump on this, um, especially now that 
the GNCC, the Grand National Cross Country Series, is up and running. We've had our first event in Australia. Next year, I've got no doubt it's going to be a lot bigger and better because every single report that I have had from that event has been up and about. It was awesome by all accounts. Yeah, we've had pretty good feedback, man. It was um, everyone that was there on the ground, definitely positive feedback. So, so yeah, that would that would be the goal for sure next year is to expand on that, mate. And it'll work. And you know why? It's going to be it's the same recipe as Hatter. I remember going to Hatter when it was not much more than a than a big club day, and now it's arguably the second biggest event on the Aussie calendar. And the yeah. reason is because people are racing each other. So everyone understands it. And this is where ARC misses the mark. And there's still a place for sprint races where you're racing against the clock. There is, there's absolutely a place for that. But generally, people don't get it. They don't understand it. There's just yeah. so much more appeal to a cross-country race because you're seeing people race each other. And that is going to be one of the main reasons why the GNCC series is going to succeed. That's, that's what I think. Oh, I, I totally agree, man, because it is. It's just a different format of racing. It's a different experience for the weekend. So I think that's the best thing ARC can do is draw their line in the sand and say, like, every round is a cross-country on Saturday and a sprint on Sunday. Like, they're the best rounds that they do have. And like we were talking off-air, like, it's a real shame that that Vic off-road round got, got canned because – the Vic rounds are always one of the best rounds, so and they always run across country on the Saturday. So, well, mate, that's that's probably an interesting point, and in some ways, a sad state of affairs that the premier off road racing championship in Australia right now is the Victorian off road championship. That's a testament, full full props to the guys that run the Vic off road champs because it's awesome. Yeah, but it's a but it's a state championship. Exactly. It is a sad, it is a very sad state. And when, when you look at that and you compare that to our national championship, like something has to change. Like, like looking back, like when Strangy was racing AORC, like it hasn't changed, man, since then. It hasn't changed. Well, to it be honest, like, I... I, I think it has, and, and well, I think it's, it's regressed. Yeah. Oh, I was it has. Say, it's, it's, anything, regressed. It's, yeah. gone, it's gone backwards since then. Like, it hasn't grown with the times and evolved to what yeah. should be a premier race, like, in 2023. Well, you've got to say that 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 was Phil Sargent's era. He was, he was running the Australian Off-Road Championship, obviously yeah. with assistance from Motorcycling Australia. Plenty of people whinged about it back then, but it was early days. The first year was 2005. That year, Strangy Race was 2006. Yeah. It, it was everyone wanted to be a part of it. Sarge ran a great show. And then when he, he retired from that and didn't want to run the series anymore because of the challenges that were in front of him, it rested on MA. And then mm -hmm. they just sort of, crawled into their shell and went, oh, what are we going to do? And piggyback off state championship rounds. There needs to be one promoter so that there's someone to maintain the standards of that championship. If you haven't got someone doing that, it, like we've all seen over the years, it's a bit of a mismatch. And if that's the best MA can do, then that's pretty sad. But from their perspective, they're probably saying it's pretty good because they've produced a GNCC champion, Strangy, yeah. an Enduro World champion in uh, Phillips, an Enduro World Champion in Rupert. Um, 
it, with Toby, is it price? Is it is a product of AORC? Yeah. Um, who have I missed, mate? Uh, Milner, I, I may have missed Chucky. Mil- Milner and Chucky. I mean, they've both won six day enduros outright. So they're all products of the AORC. So our standard of, of, of building riders has been very, very good, but we're seeing a pretty big low at the moment. Um, I would agree. And like all those names we listed, like they came through when it was at its prime. Yes. Yeah. It hasn't, it, like we just said, if anything, it's gone backwards since then. It hasn't evolved and progressed yeah, yeah. in the way that it needs to. So that I think that the move is they need to move away from the state rounds. It needs to be a, a national championship. You go to that race because it is the AORC, not because you're doing your state round yeah, as well. Yeah. Yep. It needs Agreed. to be a separate event. But what's good about this, though, mate, is is through all these downtimes and and these opportunities is where something like the GNCC series has come from, and yeah. that that thing's got legs. Watch this space. I can't wait for next year. Um, fingers crossed, I can get to to if not all of the rounds, some of them. Yeah, we might throw in a uh, industry class for you, mate. You can saddle up on the big CR. <laughs> I don't think any of those those pussy reporters from those other outlets would would dare show up, mate. I'm going to win this. Watch watch out. Oh, unless Braco shows up, but he should be banned because he's won. He's actually won national titles before, so he's not allowed to enter. <laughs> that's a, that's a sandbagger for sure. That's right. I'm calling you all out, you pussies. Let's go. <laughs> uh, um. What's next on the list? Mate, what's going on with the World Supercross Championship? Good question. Honestly, I don't is know. That, is it on or what? The, like, I'm starting to hear a bit of uh, the Australian, the three-round Australian Championship is starting to spool up because they're trying to sell tickets and whatever, and that's cool. But as far yeah. as the world SX goes, like, is that, uh, I should know this. I don't know what's going on. Is it yeah, on or is it off? Just... Well, they're selling tickets for Melbourne. Um, right. And I saw a, they put out a, a like a little media release, I think it was nearly two weeks ago now, that they were going to put up put a, out a proper media release that would quell the rumours that it was getting canned and blah, blah, blah. And right. I haven't heard anything since then. Um, yeah. The last thing I heard was that they announced the round in Singapore, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but since, since then it's... It's like the fires are gone out. I don't know what's going on. Mm. It's a little bit, a little bit of a worry for sure. Because it, like, I'd love to see it succeed. Yeah, me too, mate. Um, I mean, you know, they bit off a massive chunk. Yeah. To 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 try and make that happen because of the money. Like, you need money to make this happen. That's what makes the world go around. And when you're competing against a giant like the AMA. Um, yeah, you, you, you're punching above your weight. But, geez, I hope I hope they get it happening. And I really like the way they were looking towards Asia, um, massive population of, of people that yeah. do get it. Um, geez, yeah, I, I hope it happens. But, yeah, the, the news has been a bit, bit thin on the ground. So watch this space on that one. Yeah. Um, mate, Will Rupert, I just read yesterday that he's injured again. So... After winning a World Enduro Championship last year, 
this year has just been a write-off for him. Got injured at uh, pre-season. It's yeah. a long road for him to get up to speed, and he really just started to to um, hit his straps again, and now he's hurt again. Won't finish the season. Yeah, that's a tough one, especially this close to the – like they've just had their summer break and about to come into these last couple of rounds, so that would be a, definitely a tough one to take. Yeah, it's a, I mean, pretty much just a write-off year for him. And, I mean, <clears throat> he's such a good dude. He's still just that same humble Aussie – that we all knew from from when he was back here, but he's one of the most determined, serious people about his jobs I've ever met, and I only wish the best for him. So I hope he can bounce back from this and bloody come out next year and give him a bit of what for. Yeah, totally. You'd think that was his first year on the Sherco this year, wasn't it? Yeah, yep. He'd be on a two-year deal, wouldn't he, you would think? Uh, It was, yeah, that's what it was announced as, a two-year deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, hopefully he can rebound next year. Yeah, and, and I mean, they're one of the premier teams in the paddock over there, so I'm sure that they'll, you know, they'll want him to do well. Um, yeah. And they'll be doing everything they can to help him, surely. So, yeah, I just, yeah, I feel sorry for him. It sucks, um, especially when you've come off such a high. You, 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 you've spent your whole life reaching that point, and then next year someone's, well, fate has pulled the plug. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the way it can the way it can go in this sport, mate. That that elite level of enduro world championship racing, I, I, I haven't been over there to see it, but it must be like insanely crazy what how hard those top boys are pushing. Because and no disrespect whatsoever to Daniel Milner, he's been over there for two years now. The first year, okay, he was probably up against it on a on a small team with with a bike that wasn't at the standard of the others. But this year, he he jumped on the TM where Will Rupert had all of his success last year, and it just hasn't worked for him. It hasn't clicked. It's it's just – you look at some of the, the posts he puts up on the tracks and the conditions they ride in, like it's gnarly. It's yeah. crazy. And, and how hard those top sort of five, six dudes, they're hanging it out. Every step of the way. It's nuts. It is, man. It's a lot. It's borderline. Like you the stuff they write in that you get to see, it's like like borderline hard enduro, what you would see here in a grassroots event. Oh ballistic. Ballistic. (laughs) And and but they're just going warp speed. Oh, totally. Yeah, they're just sending it through there. Yeah. (laughs) And it's 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 all or nothing. And wow. Unbelievable, but I mean, when when you look at the the how much Milner dominated here in Australia, and then yeah. to go over there and and you know to be scratching around the tail end of the top ten outright, you just wow. Yeah, those boys are nuts. Yeah, I know. I'm pretty sure he's struggled with bike setup, man. From what I can I can gather, but. Right. It would be real interesting to see him on a KDM over there. Like obviously he spent most of his time. He's more he's like yeah. comfortable as he would ever be on a Kato. So which that like honestly that blew me away that they couldn't get him some sort of support over there. Like obviously they've got their world champions that they've they've got to have on their team, but I would think riding for them that long here in Australia and he was going to race the the world championship that he'd be able to hook up something on a Kato, but obviously couldn't make it happen. 
Yeah. Mate, that whole company, as in that group with Husqvarna, Gas, Gas, KTM, they seem to have, over the last few years, really tightened up and put all their eggs in a lot smaller baskets. So yeah. there's no trickle, trickle down, which is it's, it's actually had a, a big effect on the industry here in Australia. It has. I can see it. Mm. Um, and, and I think that's perhaps one of the reasons why the off-road scene is struggling. I think yeah, I a, a, a lot of dudes probably expected too much for where they were at. Yeah. And, then it's, and then it's just not happening. And the cold, hard reality is that, you know, Racing dirt bikes cost a lot of money, and that money has to come from somewhere. And you've got to try and justify why someone is spending that money on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's tough. It's tough. Speaking of tough, Strangy, um, Josh Strang, Strangy, one of yeah. the yeah, mate. He's he's a GNCC champ. He's one of the toughest units around. He's still a competitor. He came out here for the during the American summer break with full intentions of racing. A GNCC, an AORC, um, couldn't quite get him to Hatter for whatever reason. And then with races being cancelled, he never got to fire a shot. It was, yeah, I was spewing to see him not in action on Aussie soil again. Yeah, totally, man. It would be good to see, again, just to see where that where that level's at. Like, obviously, Gus is... Yeah. He, he put in a good show in it and Mason over here as well. So it would have been good to see Strangy get amongst yeah. it as well, for sure. Yeah, mate. And but I know it's late to the party, but Mason winning um, Hatter and then yeah. Gus finishing. He finished fourth on a 350. Is that right? Yeah, he was. Um, from what I understand, he was on a 350, yeah. And he didn't prologue yeah. that well. So he, he, I think he was 14th in the prologue. So, like, it's... Not, I guess, a massive deficit, but at that level, you know what those <laughs> guys ride like. The gap, like I was there, yeah. watching, and the gap on the first lap, Simo, Cal, and Mason, like they had minutes, man, minutes on the the next bunch, just in one lap. So That's crazy. And and Gus had to come from fourteenth. So yeah, yeah, that it's difficult to make that time up on that track at the end of the race when the track's blown out. Those, like... Oh, mate. It, yeah. And underpowered. Like, that is a horsepower track. If you're telling me it's not... Yeah. <laughs> it, it is, but a 350's, like, they go pretty hard, man. Like... Yeah. Definitely, yep. definitely yep. got more mumbo than a 250. Obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Mate, well, was... we saw... Sorry, mate, I spoke over the top of you, then you punched me in the head. No, I was gonna say it was a solid, like a solid ride to come from 14. Solid ride. Cool. And then a really deserving win at the GNCC round. Yeah, totally. He mate, he um he 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 showed everyone what it takes. Well, again, he him and uh Sammy P were last to the first corner off the start. Like both of their bikes didn't fire off the start, so they were both Last and Gussie come through uh, in P1 about three quarters of the way through the first lap, and it like it looked like he put down a couple of heaters, and then he just sort of settled in and and rode it in. Like he was doing yeah, right. no, no footers and lookbacks and heel clickers and shit <laughs> on the tabletop. Like he was still 
having a crack, don't get me wrong, but once he, yeah. he sort of he laid down a few fast laps at the start of the race, it looked like, and he put that gap, like he got it out to about a two and a half, three minute gap, and then he just managed the gap and rode it in. Sick track. If anyone listening hasn't had a look and seen some of the photos or or the vision, bloody make it happen. Where can they see the, the vision, mate? It's on 7 Plus, the highlights now. So you can just yeah. search on the 7 Plus app. You can just search GNCC. Have a look at it. Sick track. Like, awesome track. And I don't know anyone that wouldn't want to ride that. It is. It's pretty cool. Um, it's cool because it's got a bit of everything too. Like, it's got that fast, fast stuff that Hatter has, but yep. only in like small amounts. But then it's got tight stuff too with rocks and and then obviously like a cool motocross track as well. So pretty cool. Yeah, right. Yeah, mate, that's the essence of off-road, isn't it? You get a bit of everything and you've got to deal with what's in front of you. You can only ride the track in front of you. And if that track's got a bit of everything, bloody good indicator of who the best guy is when he wins. Exactly, yeah. Well, that's why I guess my definition of cross-country racing is like you're racing across the country. So there's going to be different terrain. Like you're racing across everything. It can change. Um, So... Yeah, like it, it was a fast, sandy track, but it also had some shit in there that was quite technical and, and challenging in other ways as well. Yep. Mate, what was the difference for the listeners between that and Hatter? Uh, what, what, what makes the GNCC unique? Um, I think the biggest is having there's segregation in the classes so obviously the the racing format is similar to Hatter. it's cross-country racing uh it's a mass start we, they don't we don't have a prologue at gncc so you just line up in your classes they drop the flag dead engine start and you take off it in a mass formation but the biggest difference would be that the there's classes for your level of ability so like if you as you know like if you went and raced Hatter, like you've got a like you could go in the over 35s now but um, if you're under 35 at Hatter, like, and you ride a 450, like, you're racing Mason Simmons. Um, yep. So there's no, if you're just an, an average dude that's doing it for the first time, um, you got to race the best guys. And I, honestly, I think that's a really cool thing about our sport. And I, that's something that I love about our sport, that you can do that at events like Hatter. Like, you can go and buy a 450 and race the fastest dude in the world, um, which is pretty rad. But at GNCC, we yeah. have a clubman race and then we have expert and pro class so you can go and race you guys that are similar ability to you and have a chance of coming away from the weekend with a with a trophy and a prize yep and the duration of the race is different uh yeah for the pros and expert it's three hours so it's an an, an hour less than hatter um yep that, that's sort of standard anywhere like cross country aorcs vorcs um is three hours for pros and expert, two hours for clubman. Yeah, cool. Cool, mate. Hey, um, probably got to start wrapping this up. Just a couple of quick questions. So there's some controversy surrounding motocross racer Jesse Dobson at the moment. Um, there all is. sorts of rumours. <laughs> yeah, what do you got? I've got nothing, man. I honestly do not know. I've only seen what uh, has been posted up on social media. So I'm... Yep. I'm not privy to any information. Honestly, it would blow my freaking mind if he had taken, like knowingly taken a performance 
enhancing supplement. Um, yep. I'd be flabbergasted if he had knowingly, knowingly done that. Um, well, he, he's openly uh, said that he's being investigated. Um, yes. And you can only assume that he's done something pretty wild off the track. Mm. Um, it, it, like some sort of action off the track that that's, I don't know, or he's returned a, a test on race day or whatever and, and it's shown up, it's red been red flagged that, that, that there's something in his system that, yeah, isn't allowed. Um, yeah. Who knows? But pretty crazy for that to happen in this sport. I mean, I know it's happened before, but mm. as a performance coach, why would someone, if not saying he has, not at all, but if someone was looking to do that, why? What? What? Why? What? What would you take? Even like, is he going to do a lance and just start banging down the EPO and bloody? Yeah. I don't know what. Well, I think they're probably the most common ones that would be man would just be um, hormone, like getting your testosterone oh. and your growth hormone up. It just means you can recover, like. Everyone can only tolerate a certain amount of volume, training volume, before you start to break down and you need more rest days. So I guess that's the allure to it. Um, potentially, like, can fast-track injury rehab, like if they've had an injury. Like, I know he had a pretty um, tough go last year with injuries. Like, I think he's dislocated his shoulder multiple times and then ended up having to have a surgery on it. So who knows, like... Like it can that can be an allure for some people to speed up the the healing process after an injury. Um, well, uh, look at Warney; he took a diuretic to try and shed a few kilos. Apparently, when he was playing cricket, <laughs> 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 not to ask anything else. Allegedly, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what he took. <laughs> he, he ended up <laughs> in a bad way. Yeah, poor old Warnie. Who knows? Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like to me, it's it's like I feel like those guys work so hard to get to where they get that they like. At least I know any like my clients that are at that level, they're like worried about taking. Like if I suggest them to take like a like not a whey protein but just even like a normal like a magnesium or something like this they're like checking what's in it because they're worried that right it's got some ingredient in it that's on the banned list they could get pinged like so they're like super aware okay. of, of not taking anything that could put them at jeopardy for that sort of thing so that's what i mean i'd yep. be i'd be flabbergasted if he had knowingly taken a performance enhancing um yeah, I don't know, but substance. I could be, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Who knows? Yeah. Okay. Oh well, watch your space. All <laughs> right, mate. Still plenty of really cool racing coming up for the rest of the year. Let's check back in and um, dissect some of this stuff a bit further down the track. Yeah, totally, man. We still got a couple of rounds at AORC um, and the motocross destination, so there'll be some cool stuff to talk about after those rounds. Yeah. Showing your age there, man. Motocross does nations. <laughs> Sorry. The <MX laughs> well, and it is in France this year. <laughs> <laughs> We're old school. Old school. All right, mate. Thanks for the chat. It's been rad.
Thanks, man. Good to have you on. You.